seeing Ja Rule again was uh, funny after watching those Fire Festival doc- documentaries because mm-hmm. um, you know they they touch on that he's not interviewed for him I think he re- he refused or whatever but mm-hmm. um, yeah he oh there was of, plenty of footage <laughs> <laughs> he seems kind of like an asshole a little bit throughout yeah. it, you know like he's one of the it's like how involved was he or whatever and it mm-hmm. seems like he kind of got off a little scot free from all of it so afterwards yeah. so. Um, Almost like uh, if it had worked out really well, you'd know this was like Jaw Rules Fire Festival. Right. <laughs> but since it didn't, he's like, yeah, I never even met the guy. Yeah, I don't <laughs> so, even know what this is. I can't even spell fire, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> no collusion. No collusion <laughs> with that festival. So, yeah. Yeah, clearly can't spell it too. That's good. Yeah. 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 The FYRE hmm. Festival. Yeah. Listen, uh, yeah, so I don't know. Seeing him again on this was kind of funny. I forgot he was in it, honestly. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it was, it was funny to see him. Uh, lose yeah i guess and it and it's yeah. like yeah damn straight it, it's a metaphor <laughs> for his career really yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh well so i think we've already kind of jumped into it but yeah. uh it's what we'll be talking about today so uh brent i think we're doing it hell yeah uh i'm steven the fast fisher and i'm brent the furious hibbard welcome to let's talk about stuff and today we're just living our lives a quarter mile at a time because we are talking about The Fast and the Furious from 2001. Oh my God, that's fantastic. New, It's my new mantra. Yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. I'm not even into racing. I I have a fusion. It's the, it's not nothing. But uh, but man, that's how, it, you know, you just got to live your life that way. <laughs> you really do. Like, even if, look, even if you're not driving a car, mm-hmm. like if you're out just like walking somewhere, just like... <laughs> In, in the middle of your stride, just dead sprint, quarter mile, <laughs> go. Doesn't matter what you're wearing. You be at a wedding, funeral, oh yeah, bar or bat mitzvah. You know, just make it happen, quarter yeah. mile at a time. It works if you're like a cake deliverer. It oh works, yeah. <laughs> it works if you're an Uber Eats driver, mm-hmm. uh, Uber in general, uh, mm-hmm. and it works. I don't know for anybody. I mean. Like Listen. if you're if you're charged with toting the world mm-hmm. champion card stacker, it works. <laughs> it you can make it happen. Very specific use cases. It uh-huh. works. Yeah. There's there's no instance where it doesn't work. Mm-mm. So nope. you know, live your life a quarter mile at a time. It's so the takeaway from this movie. Absolutely. Uh, mm-hmm. Listen, this was obviously I think to both of us uh, an inspirational movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, something to strive for. I think. Mm-hmm. Being a, yeah. I guess like a criminal, I think is what I got from it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's like a cool life. Yeah. Uh, that we should emulate. So. Um, yes. As soon as we're done recording this podcast, I'm going to do a Google search of where I can, um, you know, potentially steal some DVD players and digital cameras. Because mm-hmm. um, sure. those are really hot right now. I just. Uh, I Listen. You know, I'm going to make a, some bank. What about some combo uh, CRT uh, VCR TVs? Uh, do you need any of those in your life? Because I think those are going for a pretty penny these days. I mean, I'm up for anything, really. I, <laughs> I would imagine where I find one, I'm bound to find a bountiful assortment of the other, you know? Like a like a semi-truck full? Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the, Christmas gets the best way to do it, is to steal them from a semi-truck, not break into the warehouse where those items are stored, <laughs> but to steal them in transit. So before we get into the topic at hand, uh, we do want to give a quick shout out to Sarah Brindley. As this episode is released on January 29th, today is her birthday. So Sarah, happy birthday. Happy birthday. All right. Your, and your gift is this podcast. <laughs> we hope you like Fast and the Furious. Look, we know that you're a diehard <laughs> FNF fan. 
really have ever talked to her about Fast and the Furious, so I have no clue. I bet. Into that I bet because you know her in real life, she's kind of like. Mm-hmm. A little bit shy about it. It's like, well, I don't oh, yeah. because you've mentioned on on the podcast before that you really mm-hmm. you saw the first movie when you were younger, mm-hmm. but never really got into the franchise. So sure. I think she's probably just like um, backing off a little bit just to give you your uh-huh. space. But now that yeah. we're all in, it's just gonna be constant F and F dog. I mean, uh, I I would say I've been in her garage, uh, so I would say mm-hmm. it'd be nice if I wasn't because maybe she was like hiding all the stuff, but she's just mm-hmm. really good at like. You know, respecting that um, I haven't been a big fan, but I'm mm-hmm. hoping that yeah, this will I will uh, understand the, the franchise mm-hmm. with these viewings, and uh, then we can all be out in the open and enjoy our, our FNF. Like we can make a fan club if we want, I guess. FNF, F. Yep. Fast and Furious fans. Yep. Mm-hmm. <gasps> oh my god. Triple F's. Oh my god. Ooh, close yep. to Triple X, also starring one Mr. Hey. Vin Diesel. Did you like that? Did you ever watch those? Uh. I think I saw the first one. I don't. I don't remember. Yeah. If I liked it or not. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. The, it evidently, it didn't stick yeah. with me like the uh, the Fast and Furious film franchise. Yeah. Ugh, so many Fs. <laughs> well, so are we, are we just into that's all we're talking about today, pretty much. Right? That, that's all we're doing. So I guess mm-hmm. we should just go ahead and hop into it. Do we want to? Okay. I guess start with the the cast and crew. Yeah. You want me to go through that? Sure. Absolutely. So this was uh, directed by Rob Cohen, uh, and I know his name from a few things, but uh, yeah, this is mainly the one that I think I know like the movie from. So, mm-hmm. um, uh, screenplay was by Gary Scott Thompson, Eric Berquist, and David Ayer. Uh, I didn't realize that until I was looking at this on Wikipedia the other day. David Ayer of uh, Fury and Suicide Squad, mm. uh, that director. So he uh, was a co-writer on this. Yeah. Um, and this was. I also just want to highlight. We don't usually say like produced by, but uh, this was produced by this guy named Neil H. Uh, Moritz, and I recognized his name, and so I, I looked at his page, and uh, there's a, a, a film uh, production company called Original Film that I know the logo from like so well, and I was like, yeah, I know that, and he started it, and his movies are basically like the movies that I like gravitated towards for a, like a huge chunk of time. Um, like he did, I know he did last summer, uh, oh. back in 97, he did Volcano. Uh, Urban Legend, Cruel Intentions, The Skulls. Uh, that's how he met Paul Walker. <laughs> okay. And then they made this movie after that. Like, he liked him from that. Uh, Saving Silverman with Jack Black and oh, Jason yeah. Biggs and, and uh, Steve Zahn. Uh, Not Another Teen Movie, Triple X, mm-hmm. um, uh, SWAT, uh, which is like a... Okay, so so there was movie. a slight stutter in the, uh-huh. <laughs> in the video. <laughs> and so when you said SWAT... It sounded like twat when you said. Mm, I didn't say twat though. Oh, you just did. That's, gotcha. That... This is how we get you. <laughs> and that's the soundbite. <laughs> but anyway, he's done like a, a ton of shit, including mm-hmm. like the Fast and Franchise, uh, Fast and Franchise, mm-hmm. <laughs> Fast and Furious franchise. Uh, this whole time. So mm-hmm. anyway, uh, very interesting. I didn't really know that he had done all these things. That there was like one person kind of uh, producing all the stuff that I really liked. So well, speaking uh, of things that we didn't know, when I looked this film up on yeah. Wikipedia, it says the Fast and the Furious 2001 film, a 2001 American German street racing action film oh, by Rob Cohen. I was like American German. There's like no <laughs> German characters in it. Maybe it's like some yeah. actors of semi-German descent, but as far as I could tell, like Rob Cohen is an American. Mm-hmm actor and and or, uh, i'm sorry director director um uh-huh. but yeah i don't know where the the german part of it comes in 
Yeah, you know, sometimes I'll see like um, like there's uh, some studios from France mm-hmm. that uh, like Studio Canal is uh, and like Canal Plus or whatever I think is like their logos and stuff. Um, I think they're a French company if I remember right, and so they do like co-production sometimes with like American you know production companies. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I had never seen that until I was looking at Wikipedia, and it's so weird because it doesn't like where'd that come from? Like, are they just they had money? Like, is there just some production company there that like Germany's not known really for its cinema? I would say you know so no, but they uh, they do like cars a lot. Um, yeah, there you go. And, guess, and we yeah. do have a, a German um, listener or somebody <laughs> who used to listen to the oh, oh, yeah. Andy Preller. So Andy, if you're listening to this, you're our only hope. Uh, yeah, do you like the Fast and Furious? Uh, Fast and Furious franchise, uh, and what is the German connection? Is this something that was yeah. uh, produced by your government? Please and thank you. Yeah, and also I apologize if uh, there is like a big German film industry I, that I'm unaware of, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it seemed interesting. I hadn't heard that before, so. Yeah. Um, so getting into the uh, starring roles, we have uh, Paul Walker, obviously, uh, Vin Diesel, Michelle Rodriguez, Jordana Brewster, Rick Yoon, Chad Lindbergh, Johnny Strong, Ted Levine, and Matt Schultz. Um, I'm going to say. Did you know that Vin Diesel is not his actual name? I know. He was not born with the last name Diesel. What? I know. Um, Do you know what his real name is? I don't. Well, I think it's pretty obvious. So, Mm. Vin Diesel. That's right. Say it with me. One, two, three. Mark Sinclair. What? It was just me. Oh, okay. (laughs) You know, there are some people that have, like, stage names that really fit them, and he's one of those people, like, I think kind of bursting on the scene with this, and then, like, Triple X seems like to be, like, at least a big hit in his career and, like, kind of helped launch him, too. Uh, That, like, Vin Diesel, like, he just fits that. But Mark Sinclair, if Mark Sinclair headlined these movies, I don't know (laughs) that it would do as well. (laughs) That's true. super funny. Yeah, yeah. You know what's weird though? Um, little known fact: uh, Paul Walker was born as Vin Diesel. Hmm. He changed his name because he didn't think he could get anywhere. Interesting, interesting. I know. Yeah, because so, you know if he shows up in the skulls as Vin Diesel, they're gonna mm-hmm. they're gonna be expecting this like massive guy, bald exactly. head, you know, mm-hmm. voice. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no. no that's, so he had to change it and get a white boy name, like they talk about in this <laughs> yeah, movie. Wow. Uh, and Brian, well, Brian O'Connor, but his what is this? Uh, they make fun of his name all the time. <laughs> Vin Diesel says he sounds like a serial killer because it's like he has like three it's names. Like he has like a Brian Earl something Stilton or something like that. I don't know what it was. Yeah, uh, I don't show it in here. It's weird. Quick editing note: It was Brian Earl Spilner. Brian Earl Spilner is uh, what Brian's name is before it's revealed that he is a cop named Brian O'Connor. Back to the show. So. <clears throat> My first thing uh, that I was curious about with you to kind of set up this movie before we get into the plot and everything was mm-hmm. uh, I've talked a little bit about uh, my history with this franchise. Again, to recap, it's I like the first movie, didn't really care for the second one. The third one was like a departure, so I just never really tried. Mm-hmm. And then it, when it came back, I was kind of surprised, and now it's become a juggernaut that I don't really understand. Mm-hmm. And I haven't really given a whole lot of chance to, but... Uh, I was curious, you know, how you kind of came to the franchise and uh, what you kind of thought about this film originally and if you thought it would kind of become the juggernaut it was or what you expected and that kind of stuff. Sure. So, uh, first of all, let me say that Mm. I am so excited we're doing a series of discussions on this film franchise. (laughs) But uh, I was thinking about it this morning and like this this first movie is a good introduction. Um, You know, Mm -hmm. it sets the sets the 
the the tone and uh, if I may be so bold, pace mm. uh, for the film franchise. But mm-hmm. this is like, if this is like a New Hope, then mm-hmm. <laughs> you have to sit through two of arguably the worst uh, Fast and Furious movies in uh, Too mm-hmm. Fast, Too Furious, and then Tokyo Drift. Um, I like Too Fast, Too Furious, but it's still mm-hmm. not not great compared to the rest of the the franchise. So it's like if you were yeah. watching A New Hope and then you were like, I'm going to go back and watch all three of the prequels real quick and yeah. then get to Empire and <laughs> yeah. so on. So uh, it's, it's really I'm we're, we're going to need to push through to at least get to Fast Five. And then I think you're mm-hmm. you're home free from there. OK, so this would be interesting. Yeah, just just keep in mind. Just hang in there, baby, like that cat poster <laughs> says. <laughs> but uh, I remember when this movie came out in 2001, I had just graduated high school and my friend Adam and I, we were living together in Tulsa and uh, the movie came out and we lived off of this street in Tulsa called uh, Memorial. And that was like the big street that people would cruise up and down on Saturday nights. My dad was telling me that he used to do it when he was younger as well. So it was just kind of mm-hmm. one of those. Um, those things that, that youths do. Um, mm-hmm. So we went to go see Fast and the Furious, and we fucking loved it when we walked out of there because it was yeah. just like the, the right age to see that movie, you know? Yeah. Um, watching it back as a, an older adult, I'm like twice the age that I was when I originally saw this. <laughs> um, yeah. it's, uh, it's, it's different, but I, I still have some nostalgia for it. But sure. uh, yeah. I'm, I'm certainly not as into the whole scene uh, as I, I would have been back then. But uh, I remember um, Adam, he had like this this pickup truck. And like after seeing this movie, he was like, I'm going to pimp out my, my truck. So he like put some ground effects <laughs> on it and, and oh, upgraded a bunch of stuff. But it was awesome. uh, it was pretty badass. But yeah, we had a, a great time watching this movie. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I don't think I saw any of the other Fast and Furious movies in theaters until um, <laughs> until Fast and Furious. Uh, mm-hmm. which is the fourth movie, uh, the mm-hmm. third movie in the canon, um, <laughs> chronologically. But, uh, yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it, it's, um, it's something that I, I like quite a bit. In, in rewatching it, um, there's certainly some things that you can pick apart, but I think it's as a, mm-hmm. uh, a dumb action movie, it's, uh, it really checks all the right boxes for me. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um... I, I don't remember I don't remember how old I was I guess I was like a teenager obviously but yeah I don't I think I was still in high school I guess and uh, I I wasn't that huge of a fan I think I went to the theater to see it and it was like really fun and uh, and everything but I remember like my cousin at the time was really into cars and I think it was kind of with this movie but he was already kind of into it too um, and he was just like yeah like you're about to be 16 and like get a car and stuff and you're gonna be like so into this and like you're gonna pimp out your car and all this stuff because I was in like home theater stuff at mm-hmm. the time and I kept wanting to spend my money on like home theater stuff and he's like no you're gonna want like subwoofers and all this stuff in the back <laughs> and, and I watched these movies and I was like yeah this these cars are awesome but I wasn't I was never really into like Japanese cars like the these I, w- I was a Ford guy because my dad worked for Ford so mm. um mostly I grew up on like Mustangs and stuff and uh like that's my my sports car or whatever but uh, but I still liked these like these movie this movie and I liked the cars in it and stuff um, but I never really like loved it, I think, um, mm-hmm. ever. And I think that's part of it. Like when the sequel came out, I was like, I gave it a shot and I was just like, yeah, I don't really care for, for this. So like the first movie was okay. And, uh, but I, on rewatching it, I've actually grown to like it more. Um, I think over time yep. and, uh, this nostalgia plays into that. Um, cause there was something that I liked about this, you know, when I was a kid and everything. Mm-hmm. So, 
but I, yeah, I have some thoughts about that. I might get into when we get into the plot a little bit about how it kind of, um, the franchise has grown and everything or, uh, but looking back on it now, it was, it was fun to revisit it, um, and, and do this for the show. So I'm, I'm really pumped to, uh, to talk about all this stuff today. Yeah. And we should go ahead and say that there's going to be spoilers from here on out. Look, the movie's been yeah. out for 18 years. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. Look, if, if you haven't seen this movie, certainly go track it down and watch it and then get back to it. So you can pause it here mm. and then uh, come back when, when you're ready to listen. But uh, yeah, definitely yep. <laughs> definitely check it out. It's, a, it's an experience, if anything. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. Yeah. All right. So uh, you got some notes. I got some notes. Mm-hmm. You want to get in our notes? Sure. Um, well, right. maybe we should go over the plot real quick. Um, and it's not... No. <laughs> <laughs> well, vetoed. All right. Okay. Well, can I give my state of the union uh, or, or no? No. Nope. No. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. You can give it outside. Okay. <laughs> I love Pelosi. <laughs> uh, but yeah, plot. Absolutely. Okay. So, I mean, we'll, we'll keep it simple. There's a, um, a series it's, of it's thefts. point break with cars. Yeah. Well, okay. There you go. Plot. Plot, uh, plot done. <laughs> No, that's that's pretty much it. I, I think that's how it was kind of marketed um, uh-huh, when it sure. originally was coming out. But yeah, so there's a, a series of semi-truck thefts that are happening mid-transit. And um, mm-hmm. these sports cars are, um, are are robbing these semis as they're, they're driving and they're stealing a bunch of the, the uh, contents of the, the semi-trucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, which are again like DVDs, or I'm sorry, DVD players, um, digital cameras. Um, uh, let's say Furbies. Let's say Furbies. You know? <laughs> They're probably there. it's like they don't say <laughs> it, right. but yeah, uh, it's That's implied. Price yeah, in the back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, so to figure out who's doing this and how to uh, stop them, a cop is uh tries to infiltrate a group of local street racers in california and uh crack this case wide open oh yeah and that's the kind of the the gist of it yeah for the most yeah, part. yeah absolutely um you mentioned um or you know we were talking about obviously uh point break and then mm-hmm. i've always thought of that movie that's the one that comes to mind that it's like really similar you know young cop uh goes undercover to infiltrate you know a gang seeing if they're like doing some crimes or whatever mm-hmm. uh but on the bottom of the wikipedia page there's also a link that says see also this movie called no man's land have you heard of this or did you see that no on there? Uh-uh. so this is a 1987 film starring charlie sheen and uh charlie sheen is the vin diesel if you will oh yeah that, a lot of people have been uh, saying yeah <laughs> And there's a guy named D.B. Sweeney. I don't know if you know that name, but he's he That's might funny. recognize his face from like some 80s movies and stuff. Yeah. Uh, and Randy Quaid. Oh, of the course. Police chief. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, pr- pretty awesome. Um, but uh, it's basically the same thing, except they only steal Porsches. But like Charlie Sheen runs a group that steals Porsches. You know, it's the 80s. Like everybody was like in love with Porsches, I guess. Yeah. Uh, he only steals those. And then D.B. Sweeney is like a young cop mechanic. He's like literally, he's a mechanic. He fixes Charlie Sheen's car. Charlie Sheen like starts to like him. He starts dating Charlie Sheen's sister. Like everything is like so similar. It's really funny. But mm. I had never heard of that one. I had always thought about Point Break, which has a lot of similar themes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Just interesting uh, little connections and stuff. I think it's obviously a different movie, but uh, I'm kind of curious to check that one out sometime and be like, is this pretty much Fast and the Furious? <laughs> right. That'd be really funny, you know? Yeah. That's so. awesome. Um, so, I mean, with them stealing DVD players and digital digital cameras, like, what would be the equivalent today, do you think? And probably, like, 
Hmm. Smartphones. Yeah, smartphones. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the fucking iPhone X, right? It's yeah. Like $10,000. Yeah. Something. Oh, man. Um, Again, happy birthday, Sarah. You know, hope you <laughs> get some money to help make, <laughs> make that iPhone X payment. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think like iPhones and Samsung phones, like that. Um, no, like physical media players by any stretch though no dvd player like no yeah. blu-ray players i don't think that it would, would really... it, it would probably be like smart tvs as well so like smartphones yeah. smart tvs um like anything with the word smart in, smart water smart. <laughs> <laughs> we got a whole truck of smart water coming down yeah <laughs> we're gonna hijack it um yeah like i don't know uh, <laughs> i just pictured that <laughs> <laughs> like they only read like the first part of like whatever stuff they're stealing and they like get into the semi and it's just like why is all this water here like, god damn it they like throw up in the back they're like this is our hall yeah. this is just water god we damn it Vince yeah, I can't read <laughs> oh man um, yeah that, that's the next one in the series um, mm-hmm. 9 to 10 9 to 10 are being filmed back to back or something like that right so that's one of them. There's a water yeah. heist. Uh huh. Water heist. Yeah, it's like the hurricane heist, but it like ties yeah. in the Fast and Furious franchise and hurricane heist. Uh, also directed by uh, the same director. I can't think of his name now, but uh, Rob, Rob Cohen. Robert. Robert or Ryan? Rob. Is it Ryan? Rob. Rob. Rob Cohen. Rob. Yeah, same guy. <laughs> same guy did both. <laughs> so your screen froze during that. Oh, great. Uh, but I, uh, so, you know, awesome, uh, as is, but, uh, I'm going to send you a picture of yourself because, uh, this is my very favorite one so far that, uh, you have done, uh, that it's like frozen on your face. So, uh, prepare it one second, one second. All set to hold. All set. <laughs> <laughs> is that the Magnum? Am I giving you the Magnum here? The, the squint, squint, squint eyes. Oh my God. You just look like, uh, I don't believe your point, Stephen. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> like you're, you're silently judging me for whatever I'm saying. It's pretty good. Are you lying to me, Stephen? <laughs> Are you lying to Brent Eastwood? <laughs> yeah, man, you look, yeah, it's a death stare mm-hmm. a little bit, but you weren't doing that. It was like, you know, obviously mid, uh, mid expression, yeah. just pause there, but, mm-hmm. uh, you would never look at that, you know, look like that towards me, uh. With that judgy glance, but uh, that's what I got now. <laughs> well, just keep so that in mind I... with everything you <laughs> yeah, say. Just know, that's... He- heavy scrutinization <laughs> for everything. Like that I'll start up. to say something, and I'm like, "No, I better stop." Brent's not liking it. <laughs> or like when you're talking, uh, when you're making a, a long point, just the look on my face, just like I'm not enjoying yeah. any of this. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Well, rest assured, that's, like I just have to that's not it. the case. Yeah. I'm, yeah, okay. I'm, I'm jiggy with it. Um, so do you want to just keep going since we've had so many issues? I don't want to necessarily yeah. stop. Yeah, we can just uh, keep it on and pop in here. All right. Excellent. Or should we on your stupid mm. computer, Stephen? Did that, <laughs> did that match the face? <laughs> it did. I, I was like, why is he getting angry? <laughs> and I looked down, and you looked angry. It, oh. This is really going to throw me, man. All right. I can't look at you now. No. That's what my wife says. <laughs> and you don't even glare at her. That's just, she just doesn't like your face. Yeah, she'll call me on the phone. And I'm just like, hey, what's up? She's like, stop looking at me. I'm like, all right. Sorry. Sorry about that. Right. 
She's, she's like taking down all the mirrors in the house, so mm-hmm. she doesn't have to like see you behind her sometimes. Wait a minute. Uh, That's weird because when we stand in the bathroom and we're both brushing our teeth at the same time, I have a reflection, but she doesn't. Mm. And she mm. she keeps asking me how my blood tastes today. Oh, weird. Yeah. Does uh, is she looking at you like paler? Yeah, I mean she she said that she's stopped going out in the sun. Uh, hmm. And she's been hmm. sleeping upside down, hanging from the ceiling at night. But <laughs> I just—I mean, she's an athlete, you know. That's true. I just they figured it was a—it was a training thing. So I've heard of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Chris Traeger did that on uh, Rob Lowe. His character does that on Parks and Rec. So I've even seen it. So I totally—I know what you're talking about. Yeah. He wasn't a vampire. He was, you know, an athlete. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. But I think I think you should also check her for being a vampire. I'm just saying, like, I don't. I wouldn't want to sleep next to that. Are you talking about, I mean, let's be careful. You're, you're talking about my mm-hmm. wife, Nosferatu. I, uh, I would appreciate if, if you have a little uh, touch more <laughs> understanding. Listen, uh, I didn't realize, I forgot, mm-hmm. I guess, when you liked that movie so much this uh, past year, uh, that it was a documentary about your, your wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's why you liked it. She'd been walking around in a... Uh, in silent black and white carrying a coffin with her everywhere <laughs> she's such a hipster yeah she really is still banned from the show though yeah absolutely of course. um so so back to the movie yeah um i don't remember where we were or what we were talking about <laughs> well but, uh, I've, I've got a, a series of notes here that i i took throughout watching the movie absolutely. but you know um and like you said before we started recording i would get lost watching a scene mm, or whatever i know uh, and I, I would have to like go back uh when there was like a slow moment and like uh here here are the things i was thinking and jot them <laughs> down real quick on my phone uh but one thing i, I want to mention of course is this movie came out in 2001 a, a scant 18 years ago and just the early fashion of the 2000s oh, yes. was like it was mesh tank tops flame yep. boots and there's one <laughs> yes. guy there's a guy in this movie who wears snakeskin pants yeah oh yeah yeah Vince. no uh johnny tran's uh brother oh okay yeah. oh yeah wicked okay yeah vince wears like leather pants i guess the whole time he does just, like and, and he's sweaty he wears like a, a mesh tank top and then also yeah. letty vin diesel's girlfriend in this movie wears <laughs> yeah. a mesh tank top is just like everywhere she also has the the flame boots and it's just yes. it's crazy like brian in this movie looks like he, he he his kind of fashion is like um i think it still kind of holds up you know he's got the, mm-hmm. the chuck taylor shoes just like a plain black shirt yeah. and, and blue jeans and then vin yeah, diesel is kind so of cool. the same he's got like the um the sleeveless black shirt and then mm-hmm. you know um uh like denim say jeans it, say, and uh say it slower yeah crocs Ooh. <laughs> That's what you don't see, you know, don't expect. Yeah. But mm-hmm. he rocks them, and it's it's Vin Diesel. So what are you gonna say, you know? Well, it's like I've <laughs> I've heard uh, from the set of The Walking Dead, and, I, and they actually have photos of it um, as well. When whenever Andrew Lincoln, who played um, Rick Grimes on that show, mm-hmm. like any time there was a scene where he didn't have to be like fully shot wearing boots, he would wear yeah. flip flops. <laughs> oh yeah. Which is so bizarre, awesome. like, some of those scenes on that show get so intense, and you would just see a guy just <laughs> walking around. Guys, hold up. I can't run that fast. <laughs> As a guy who loves wearing flip-flops, uh, I respect that. Um, yeah. I don't like my feet being contained, man. <laughs> Seriously, I hate shoes. 
See, I'm the opposite. I I, yeah. I hope that uh, no one on this planet ever sees my feet, and mm. uh, I try to wear shoes Man, you at all times. Woman. Yeah, I know. Well, she yeah. does, still doesn't even like feet in shoes, so. You know. Yeah. But next to her lying upside down, hanging uh, mm-hmm. like a bat, you uh, do wear boots to bed, yeah. usually, right? Yeah, typically. Um, and I, yeah. I've been... Look, I'll be honest. I, I I keep garlic in my shoes. Okay, so I think that's probably why she doesn't like doesn't like. Sure. Feet. Yeah, but that would turn her off. I mean, a you know, bit. whatever. That's fine. Mm, She's garlic. Fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I made a note about uh, Letty's uh, co- a costume was what I was thinking, but yeah, her her clothes as well because she steps out of the car and she has like steel toed boots, but like actually like pieces of steel like stuck to her boots <laughs> flames and it goes up and she's wearing like baggy pants uh-huh. her thong is hanging out which is also very much that era she got that whale uh, tail going yeah right yeah. and then like that tank top above that and she just looks like kind of i don't know badass she got like a ponytail and stuff and mm-hmm. she's like i'm one of the guys yeah um but yeah like the a lot of things in this movie look so dated but in a, a fun way now i think yeah. like it's 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 far <laughs> enough away that it's like fun to watch uh, and not so cringy. It's still cringy, like, don't be wrong, yeah. but uh, it's not just cringy. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, that's that was that era. And you can't like you can't help but be like, yeah, mm-hmm. that's a little more extreme than I like I dressed or whatever, you know, but people were like that pretty much. Like, that's a real thing, you know. Well, it was one of those things where like when I was younger, you know, under the age of 18, I would see TV shows or whatever that were set back in the 60s, 70s, whatever, 80s mm-hmm. even, and you'd be able to see tell the difference in the decades but sure. as an adult you know when i turned 18 it was 2001 uh and it was like that at that time i i couldn't tell what this the quote unquote style of the 2000s was right uh-huh. but now yeah. having been so far removed from it i can look back and be like holy shit this is like yeah. <laughs> this was definitely shot in 2000 and released in 2001 it was just there's yeah. no question See, it's hard for me. I connect uh, like the late '90s, you know, like Matrix, mm-hmm. sort of into the, like with that kind of like leather look and everything. Like uh, that end of that era through like the early 2000s is almost more of like a microcosm that I imagine than like uh, it's almost to me like like I still think of like 2005 is is this decade, like from 2005 to now. Like I I don't see as much change. If I if I think if I would looked at something from that that year, I'd be like, yeah, the fashions changed, whatever. But like. It doesn't. I can't feel it as an adult going through it as much like a, a decade separation. But like okay. this movie, I'm like, yeah, this is from that era. But it's like to me, it's like that millennial, that millennium era. You know, like mm-hmm. the turn of the century that there was like uh, late '90s, early 2000s. That mm-hmm. it's there's a lot of stuff that kind of like fits. Not even the look of this, but like the tone and like the style of this movie. Like the the titles as they come in, they're like flashing, <laughs> like moving around everywhere. You know, like yeah, glossy or whatever. Like uh, and every like the credits like swipe to the side real fast you know and everything like it's all like goofy and fun from that era you know so they're, they're really going for it they're really like yeah, absolutely sitting around in the the editing room drinking pepsi blue <laughs> <laughs> trying to figure out like how can we make these these credits more exciting it's like we'll just have oh some like cars God. like shift into the left and or right yeah. side of the frame Ooh. as the credits are rolling that will keep their attention um and maybe it did and maybe it did who knows maybe who knows? Um, mm-hmm. I know it didn't for me, um, and this is something that we'll get into <laughs> later, but uh-huh. when the, the when I saw this movie in theaters and the, the credits showed up, I remember just like getting up and leave, leaving, like uh-huh. I, I wasn't, 
I didn't have the MCU training to stay after the credits, yeah, yeah. Yeah, which is something I'm, I'm very excited to talk about because yeah. holy shit. But <laughs> before we, we get to that, and we will eventually, but I do want to say in this movie, uh, a lot of the dialogue in this movie seems like temp dialogue. Like they were like they just shot <laughs> with like the, the, the first draft uh, uh-huh. because uh, it seems like they could have like punched it up like one additional time and it would have been like that's funny. a lot better. I mean. Uh-huh. A, a lot better for this type of movie, but it's just like, uh, and uh, Brian's gonna say this thing that's just like, yeah, mid level, like, <laughs> I don't, just I don't get know. the idea across of what you need to say. Right. Don't don't pretty at the pros. Right. They're like, all right, <laughs> look, it's Cut already it's already masterfully check. written. <laughs> yeah, you don't. Yeah. Okay, the, this don't you don't, you don't change the writing for this film. Do you think you are? Oh my god! Cinematic classic right yeah. here. Yeah. Um, one in particular was I, I. I don't know who they actually are. The different cops, but like the chief or whatever. Whoever like it seemed like his uh, immediate boss was. Uh, he uses a lot of car puns when he's trying to talk to uh, Brian. Uh, like he says, it's it was it was always Toretto. You knew it was always Toretto. Uh, those other guys were just fumes. And it's <laughs> like, yeah, you don't have to like reference that like a, an engine thing, or whatever. Uh, there's like a few that he kept doing and I was like, man, these jokes are like super <laughs> cheesy. Like we get it. You're in a car movie. You're looking for, you're a cop looking for like car thieves or whatever, you know, like, or like heist, you know, in cars, whatever. But man, he like really went there. And I was like, again, they could have just been like punched up a little bit. <laughs> there's that one point where, yeah, they were talking and then uh, Brian gets mad and walks off and the, it cuts back to a close up of the guy and he just goes, vroom, vroom. <laughs> exactly like that. <laughs> Vroom, vroom. He's getting his cargo bye-bye now. <laughs> Which is maybe part of the charm of this movie. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> it feels like it could have stepped it up a bit, yeah. And then when the um, back at the that little like house that the, the FBI and the police are based out of, um, whenever mm-hmm, they get yeah. to an argument, uh, the, the um, I guess uh, Brian is a cop, right? So he works for the, uh, the white guy. And then the, the, the black guy, who is not Carl Winslow, but no. has a very Carl Winslow-esque yes. vibe to him. Um, he He's with the FBI. And when the two of them would clash, the uh, the white guy would go, well, I guess there really is a baby on board here. <laughs> um, yeah, I you know, there's just so many good lines um, spread throughout. Mm-hmm. And you can't, you can't deny that the car puns are amazing, so. And then Brian was like, uh, I'm I'm trying to stop this this ring of thieves, and his boss is like, "Oh, really?" <laughs> it's lines like that that um mm. just really like you get the dramatic flow. Yeah, you know. Yeah, you get the stakes that are set, and then you know Brian again gets mad and walks off, and he's like, "Pop the trunk on him, Brian! Pop the trunk on him!" <laughs> I still use that phrase to this day. Yeah, of course. Uh-huh. Well, actually, it's how we get off of uh, our FaceTime conversation at the end of every podcast. <laughs> Pop the trunk. <laughs> and then you do finger guns right at the camera. <laughs> um, oh, man. <clears throat> I uh, don't have anywhere to go, really, but... Um, well, speaking of, of dialogue, um, there is one 
major error that I, I've forgotten about. Um, but the bad F word makes an appearance in this movie. And it's just like, oh, so it's just like. Ooh, I like how you said that. Yeah. The bad F word, yeah. Yeah. Not the good one. No, there's a good one. Fun. It, it's Friendship. Oh. Fuck. Yep. <laughs> there you go. That's the one. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the, the, yeah, I just, they, they couldn't have used like a, a, they could have used literally any other word. Uh, <laughs> I know. But, you know. I know. It, I, I think it's, it was a, a product of its its time, yeah. unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But, uh, it is. Yeah. I hate it. It's like in so many 80s movies and stuff. Like, yeah. Like, you know, Monster Squad. Mm-hmm. I think we've talked about uh, it being in there and stuff. And um, it, it's weird because it was, like, uh, around so long. And now it's just so cringy when you hear it. Like, it's just like, ooh, but why? You, like, like you said, like, mm-hmm. you literally could use any other word. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. Unfortunate. I know he could have called him like I don't know dick shit. That would have been cool. Ooh, yeah, that would have been a could quotable line. Mm-hmm. Where are you going, dick shit? <laughs> yeah, much better. Yeah, you know. Plus, it, uh, it conjures up some visual? imagery. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's like oh. <laughs> so as I was going through this, uh, I had a few notes too, you know. But uh, one of them. You know, I watched this movie like a week ago, um, and then uh, I watched it right before the podcast, kind of setting this up again, and I want to write some notes, and uh, I haven't watched this movie twice, like in a week, like ever, uh, but like I said, it had been growing on me, and um, I I actually really like the plot of this movie, I found out. Yeah, me too, me too, yeah. It's it's pretty solid. Um, the whole movie is like, you know, like we said, it's cheesy, but fun, it's... Um, but, like, when I really laid it out and I was, like... Like, I kept re- reading reviews of this and they were saying that this had, like, an era... It's, like, the 50s, like, teenage car exploitation movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, Rebel Without a Cause and, like, that kind of thing. And, actually, it's it took it na- it took its name from a 50s movie called The Fast and the Furious. Uh, that has, like, a different plot and everything. But uh, It very well I, could be part of the same cinematic universe. <laughs> I mean, it, man, it just, just having mind. the same title doesn't mean anything <laughs> in, this, in this series. <laughs> What if that was like a prequel to all of this? This is like a, a sequel, like decades after the fact. It could be. There, there's actually a a non uh, Fast and Furious uh, titled film that is semi part of this canon. When a a character oh, yeah. later in the the series gets introduced, named Han, he actually uh-huh. is played by the same actor with that same name, with the same like um, uh, he likes to like snack a lot. Like that's his thing. Uh-huh. Like he used, oh, yeah. like the the actor's secret was that he uh, used to be a smoker, so he eats a lot of snacks or whatever. Mm-hmm. So he originated in this other like film altogether, but uh, huh. brought it into to this role. But uh, yeah, in, in, anyway, yeah, yeah. So there's lots of connections out there. There is, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so it, it, I, when I thought about it, when I heard people say that that connection, like these '50s movies, I was like, yeah, in that light, it's kind of fun to see like a this this plot or whatever, and and it just be. I don't know the story of it, it really um, worked like the the way that he is trying to get undercover and get in their good graces and the way that like Dom runs his friends and his family and stuff as like a, a family. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was interesting and I actually like realized that I really dug this plot. I always kind of thought of this movie as you know just goofy fun like it's more for like the cars and the racing than like up the plot. But I was like actually on retrospect I really kind of like it. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of fun. So yeah, that was surprising to me. I guess this round it's. Dom has a way of um, of establishing family in these 
in these films uh-huh. like no other. Like everybody eventually becomes part of his his family. He's like the human Olive Garden. Uh, when you're with him, your family <laughs> doesn't matter what you've done to him in the past. Like there are like it's gonna get bonkers when we get later into this film series where yeah. there's some there's a character that does some just like abhorrent shit to mm-hmm. his family and uh eventually they become part of his family so (laughs) it's just like what the fuck you know every family's dysfunctional yeah you know yeah and uh yeah sometimes you you love the people that you don't like their actions you know what happens yeah um that's uh i i know it's like an ongoing theme in this so i was kind of trying to uh, it, it plays a big part in the first movie you know about like his family and stuff um but i i never really uh cared about that as much i guess as part of the plot like i said like i just kind of saw it as like a fun car racing movie or whatever but now i'm like yeah like gearing up to watch the rest of this series and like i'm trying to like get into it a little bit mm-hmm. and be like yeah that's like part of it so uh it was fun to see like this this movie do that thing with like setting that all up you know it's there um they have like a another thing that's reminded me of they, they have like a, a family like barbecue like a backyard barbecue yeah right and that seems, I think that's like in other movies too. Like is It that is. Like yeah, I've actually got that noted. Right. The uh, the family uh, barbecue starts with this, uh-huh. this film. Now, <laughs> again, there's a departure with the uh, Too Fast, Too Furious and Tokyo Drift. So uh. all the stuff we're talking about that gets carried forward, <laughs> you just you just simply have to sit through another four and a half-ish hours before oh you get back God. to that. That's not really that's asking funny. a lot. Yeah. Interesting. So... Uh, the backyard barbecue thing with us too. Like uh, I was going to mention that Amanda and I, the car movie that we do watch from this era was gone in 60 seconds with Nick Cage. Oh yeah. Uh, that's the one that we've always just liked. And um, I, I think if I had watched, if this one didn't have any other like of the sequels in the franchise and this was like a standalone movie, I think I might hold it in the same kind of regard. Like it'd be fun as like a double feature from that era. Oh yeah. Fun, you know, fun car chasing mm-hmm. movies with the awesome cars and everything. Uh, but because this became what it did and I wasn't into it, I kind of just didn't think about it as much. But but also, in Gone in 60 Seconds, it ends with them at a barbecue, like, behind their shop. And I was like, Amanda pointed out, she was like, I think this is just what car people do. They just love barbecues. <laughs> so it's not even just this franchise, unless you yeah. want to include Gone yeah. in 60 Seconds as part of this somehow, you know? I think when they were writing the scripts for each of these movies, they were, like, probably, like, started with that they were like okay so we (laughs) obviously cars are going to be in it obviously (laughs) boosting or or theft Mm -hmm. of some sort is going to be part of it as well we're going to have the family barbecue wait what yeah it's a big thing that everyone knows (laughs) happens uh so we're going to put that in there and uh we're going to have bt be a heavy part of the score for both Mm -hmm. of these movies it's just it's going to hold up great when you listen to that (laughs) The late '90s, early 2000s techno uh, oh with my God. The, the tinny bass. Oh, people are gonna yeah. love it. It's gonna be great. <laughs> the music. He is essentially the Hans Zimmer of our time. <laughs> the music reminded me of games of the era. It reminded me of uh, SSX Tricky, the snowboarding game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that Amanda and I love. We still play that game. Uh, but I was like, yeah, there, it fits like that era so well. It's just like so cheesy and fun. I don't know. It's it's goofy. Goofy stuff. <laughs> well, speaking of the music, I've got a note here that uh, whenever there's a they, they cram an insane amount of music in this. So like uh-huh. whenever uh, Brian shows up to that like first drag thing at night and all the vehicles are like kind of parked up in between those warehouses, um, mm-hmm. when there's the outside shot of it, there's music playing. When it zooms into one car, 
different music is playing. Then yeah. the camera pans yeah. to a different car, different music playing over there, yeah. and then like back and forth. And then when they get to Dom's house, there's like loud music playing in um, one room, and then it cuts to a different room with Brian and Mia, and then uh, Ludacris's uh, "I Got Hose in Different Area Codes" uh, is playing there. So it's just like, and it's just like one like one threshold <laughs> makes all the difference in this film uh, i know um but uh if you think we're getting out of this conversation without mentioning limp biscuits rolling oh yeah <laughs> makes an incredible appearance in this movie you are out of your fucking mind because it does and it's funny too because it in the the credits of this movie it credits it as rolling urban assault uh, oh, yeah. vehicle which is the, mm-hmm. the hip-hop version of that song, but it's actually the Air Raid version, which is the rock oh. version that oh, uh, shows man. up in this. And it's like, it's like, guys, how do you, how do you even make that difference? Like, like how, do you, how do you make that mistake? Like, oh my God, dude. It's like, it, 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 it's night and day. <laughs> I forgot those even existed, the two different versions, mm-hmm. but when you said that, I was like, I totally remember those. That's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. It was, I'm not, yeah. What? You're not what? Yeah. You got it. No, you you go. You go. I'm not a huge Limp Bizkit fan, you know. What? So uh, I like them, but I don't listen to their music anymore. Steven, you're, so. you're freaking me out. You wear a mask called Counterfeit right now, okay? What, what does that mean? It, it may or may not be a lyrics from uh, one of the oh, early okay. Limp Bizkit songs. Okay, yeah. yeah, I knew that. Yeah, just sure, hang in there. Steven, you got to have faith, okay? I knew that one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember that when they performed it on MTV. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it's Spring Break. Spring Break, yeah. That was a good one. Hell yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's when I first heard them. Uh, yeah, and I liked them in that era, yeah, but I haven't heard them since. But I, I do recall, now that you mention it, I do recall those different uh, versions of the songs. So yeah. I'm curious to listen back to those. I haven't heard that in like so long. Oh, do yourself a favor. Oh, my God. Yeah. Give yourself an activity to do while you're doing it. Like I've oh. I've got both versions okay. of that song on my running playlist. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. half minute miles, Stephen. Half minute miles. Really? No. Is that even but... possible? <laughs> no. I have a dog named I Miles, a and, and uh, <laughs> I give him some sugar, and he runs the miles for me. But wait, I have a good time doing it because I'm listening to those those songs. Uh, sorry, you just threw me off a little bit mm-hmm. because of your, what you're talking about. Yeah. You have a dog named Miles. Miles is named after Miles Morales. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the newest Spider-Man. But was Brandy running while you guys got him? Yes, and that's why I uh, I chose that name, because then I was like, Is and it... also, because you were Nice. Yeah. I wanted to see, I'd never mm-hmm. created that connection before, but now I'm like, that's, you know, maybe she's like so into running. She's like, like your other dog is named like, I don't know, running shoes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> or like nipple Vaseline. Oh yeah, yeah. Nibble Vass, yeah, yeah. That's it. In VZ, yeah, yeah. He's doing good. He's doing good. He's hanging in there. He's an old guy, but he's good. I just never made the connection. Mm -hmm. That's fun, or I don't remember it. Well, again, speaking of music from back in the day, Ja Rule is in this movie. Yeah, and uh, boy, it's uh, after watching those Fire Festival documentaries, uh, seeing him in these movies is just. uh, Yikes! (laughs) Yikes! <laughs> did you did you watch some of, some more of them? Or so about, like, so I, I finished the the Hulu one. Um, I haven't okay. watched the Netflix one yet, but I heard gotcha. that the uh, the Fire Festival company helped produce the Netflix the, version. 
Yeah, there's like a group in the, 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 the group they talk about in the Hulu one. There's like a production company called like Jerry something. Oh, yeah, like Fuck Jerry. Yeah, Fuck mm-hmm. Jerry, whatever. I've never heard of them. But yeah, yeah. Uh, they produced the Netflix version. Yeah. So it's like really weird that it's kind of like they're getting money from it for like fucking people over. And like they say also they didn't like no wrongdoing or whatever. So mm-hmm. yeah, that was kind of weird. I didn't know that until after you watched it. Yeah. Uh, like that news came out afterwards, but uh, but yeah, so after watching that though, right, like I don't remember which which one dove more into Jaw Rule's part of it, uh, if you saw like a whole lot with him. But yeah, it's, it's weird to watch this afterwards and see him pop up. <laughs> yeah, Because <I know. laughs> I, I had forgotten he was in this actually. Uh, and he even has like the closing credit song, right? It's like the first song that plays is like Jaw Rule, isn't it? He does, yeah, yeah. And uh, it's, I, I have a feeling that when he was in this movie, um, because he like helped, his company Murder Inc. helped produce the soundtrack. Mm. Um, oh, okay. I, I feel like after his acting career went nowhere after this, he was like, you know what? I'm thinking about starting a music festival. <laughs> this guy's just full of good ideas. Yeah. Obviously, he was the highlight of this movie. Right. <laughs> yeah. I totally remembered he was in it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so when we see Ja Rule, it is during the racing scene, and I've got a note here that uh, the racing scenes... To me, anyway, I think they actually look pretty cool for yeah. for the time yeah. they were in. Um, uh-huh. I think the CGI mostly holds up, probably just because it like I know. pans around so quickly that you can't mm-hmm. see the um, how dated they, they may look. Yeah. Um, but I also like the the fisheye lens effect that they do when when they're taking off, especially when they hit the nos and mm. the the um, the screen kind of warps a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I just think that's a, a really cool effect and. Uh, yeah. Something that they don't really do a lot of in the the later movies. Okay, yeah. I I actually thought, yeah, I was I was curious about that, uh, what you'd think too. I think some of the time they would show uh like close ups from the side of some of like of Dom or whatever when they, they first do that first street race, you know. Mm-hmm. Um like the background looks a little like it's like blurred, but it looks a little like green screeny, but it's really yeah. not like too distracting. Yeah. Um and then I was surprised at how good the uh I like, you know, um when they do like shifting and like goes into the engine and like shows what everything's doing or they hit yeah. the NOS button and like shows it. I was surprised at how good that stuff actually looked still. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's not perfect, but it, it wasn't as nearly as bad as I expected, I guess. Uh, and then some of it was really good. I was reading about the, uh, the train scene at the end that they're like racing to, to beat the train and they filmed it like two different times. So they filmed the real train and they filmed the real cars and then they composited it. And yeah. it looks like fucking legit. Mm-hmm. Like, it looks like they really did that. Um, so some of it was like really well done. Uh, it was cool. It was, yeah, yeah. I really was impressed with how well all of that stuff mm-hmm. held up. Um, using the bad F word, nah, dates it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but the, the <laughs> yeah. CGI doesn't necessarily, so, so that's cool. Um, and I also thought like a lot of, um, uh, man, what is his name? Plays Brian, uh, Paul Walker. I felt like uh-huh. a lot of a lot of his dialogue felt ADR'd. Did you, did you pick hmm. up? I didn't really that notice it. Yeah, it just seems like I maybe. Could, yeah, I don't know. Maybe he originally filmed the dialogue like, like more whispered, and they were like, "Oh, uh, we gotta punch this up. This is a a car movie. <laughs> you know, we we've mm-hmm. got uh, we've got fishnet tank tops in this bad boy. We need you to <laughs> we need you to project, son. So like, hop in the booth and read your lines. What it, what if Brent? Yeah, he had a German accent mm-hmm. for the first run. Oh yeah, and then they had to ADR it out because they were like, "No, we don't think American audiences are going to go for that." Ooh. Maybe that was the connection. Yeah. Ooh boy. 
you're that, that could be problematic the, the 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 screen that is frozen on your face right now really fits that you're like mm-hmm. hmm i wonder yeah hmm makes you think <laughs> things that make you go hmm <laughs> um it's like if he had a german accent and he's also blonde hair and ice blue eyes yep mm, yikers uh interesting ugh. This is, a, this is a ties into something that uh, I'd rather it not tie into, you know. What so I'm maybe that's why they changed it. Yeah, you know. Yeah, they're like, let's just keep it. He's just a valley boy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there you go. Is that a from thing? Arizona? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> deep <laughs> valley, right. deep valley. Um. Yeah. So, uh, one of the uh, what was it? One of the things I wanted to bring up was uh, just some goofy things that I had seen. Gorge. Two of them. That I would I didn't I would be remiss to uh, to not mention. So uh, when Brian gets to the party uh, after rescuing Dom Dom uh, after the the first race, he gets with Maya and Dom has just told him you can have anything you want to drink as long as it's a Corona, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Indicating that they only have Corona. Yeah. And then Mia is like, "Hey, get me something," and he's like, "What do you want? Anything cold?" He gets her a fucking Snapple. <laughs> yeah. They're at a party, a house party. That she's throwing. Yeah. I thought that was... And she doesn't say anything about it. So weird. But they have fun sayings under the cap. So maybe he was just like... Maybe, hey, yeah. here you go. <laughs> and then another drink one, uh, again, that nobody references. They just do it and they don't ex- like explain it at all. Is whenever he is at the cop house, at their little headquarters, uh, one of the cops is like, tells another one, go make us four cappuccinos. <laughs> And it's like, that's yeah, weird. That's a, and the next scene iced, is a very... Ice cappuccinos. <laughs> a very, like, serious scene. The, like, police chief, the, like, FBI guy, whatever, all of them are drinking cappuccinos with, like, whipped cream on them. In clear and, glasses, so you can clearly yes, see what it is. And nobody says a word about it. It's so weird. I was so confused. It's I, I couldn't remember, like, I don't remember catching that before, and I don't remember... I couldn't remember if it was like, oh, there's uh, going to be like a joke or some some kind of thing. That comes up. No, they're just simply four adult men yeah. <laughs> drinking iced cappuccinos <laughs> with plenty of like foam on, on top. Plenty yeah. of it. Yeah. I was like, hey, at least explain like this house has a cappuccino maker. Yeah. And they were all excited about it. Like there's no reasoning. The only thing I think is like, was this around like the, when Starbucks was becoming like really huge around the whole country? And I can't remember like when that really like crossed over. Yeah. Uh, and maybe it was just like a big thing. I was like, I don't know. I don't drink coffee. I don't drink cappuccino, so mm-hmm. I don't know. But I was like, maybe there's something there that there was a reason for this, but there's no explanation <laughs> given. And it's so serious. But then they're just drinking these like it looks like they're drinking hot chocolate together. Like it just like cracks me up. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. And like uh, you said, it wasn't very like for this movie, like an in, one of the more intense scenes yeah. uh, where they were getting heated and they're all just sitting around drinking like num- <laughs> nummy little iced cappuccinos. They're like, There's, really... you don't know what a psych out there. <laughs> nummy. <laughs> and then they'll just like point to someone like, you got some on your lip. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta wipe it off. And like, totally serious. Ah, don't tell me what to do. <laughs> Wipes it up with his arm real quick. You know, like, <laughs> I'm not a child. Uh, so weird. So weird. Um, maybe it's just me. Maybe mm-hmm. it's just me. But I thought that Vin Diesel was surprisingly one of the better actors in this film. Sure. Okay. No, I get you. Which I was surprised because later uh-huh. in the the series, 
He's one of the worst actor actors. Oh. <laughs> like he actually has some emotion. He, he moves his eyebrows uh-huh. in this one. Um, yeah. which, uh, he's either wearing sunglasses or just like has the same deadpan face, uh, throughout the mm. rest of the series. But, uh, in this one, I, I felt, felt like he was actually acting in this movie. Yeah. Um, actually, yeah, I liked him. He fits a role, you mm-hmm. know, yeah. um, very well. I think, uh, I almost consider him synonymous with this character. Uh, you know, I think yeah. kind of like how he started out, whatever. So it's like the initial thing that we all kind of saw him in and, uh, he he embodies this character pretty much. It's weird. God, there was someone that they were saying, oh, they, um, the studio wanted, they had, they were working with Paul Walker and the studio wanted uh, Timothy Oliphant to be Dom. What? And he refused, is what it said on Wikipedia. And then Vin Diesel got involved. Wow. Uh, and okay. he had to be convinced to be in it or whatever. But I'm like, he. it seems like this is like one of those things, had I not known any different, I would have been like, maybe they wrote this for him, you know? Uh, so yeah, I, I agree with that. I actually think he is pretty solid in this movie. That's so surprising because he's since like co-produced mm-hmm. a, like a number of these these films. I don't know if he did I all know. of them, but uh, yeah. certainly from uh, the fourth movie, which is actually the third movie in the canon, yeah. uh, on uh, he 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 certainly did that. And of course, he yeah. has the, the cameo in Tokyo Drift. Spoilers, but yeah, you got to have something so, to look forward to. I think he started this movie, and then he, was he even in two at all? No, is he? Yeah, no, okay, he. So he made the wise career decision to yeah. do the pacifier instead. <laughs> well, okay. Yeah. Um, so you know, he skipped a few movies, came back. It seems like, yeah, he realized. Uh, I don't know, you know, how much credit to give him, but it seems like he deserves a lot. Like mm-hmm. he realized, like what a, a franchise this could be, and uh, I know that he's been really involved growing it since then. So. Yeah, I wonder if he kind of was like involved in this movie and then later on just was like, no, this could be much more than you guys ever thought it could be. Let me kind of handle it and produce it and stuff and, and kind of take it off from there. So yeah, that's intriguing. Uh, but yeah, it's weird to, to think of any other character or any other uh, actor in this role. Uh, yeah, so I, I like him. I think everybody else is like serviceable. I think they kind of fit their, what they're there for. Um, one, I, I don't remember if I've mentioned it before. I, I'm not a huge Michelle Rodriguez fan. I just have never really cared for her. Uh, no real reason. Mm-hmm. Um, but never really like, cared for her acting and stuff. And um, But she's grown on me a little bit over time. And it's mainly because um, she was on that AMC History of Comics show. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. A little bit. Talk, and when she showed up, I was so shocked. Um, I never just didn't think about it. But... Uh, she just seemed so personable in her actual... I had never really had seen much interviews with her, I guess. I'd only seen her as an actress. Uh, but she actually seemed like a cool person. And, and then she was like into comic books, and she was like really into them and, and yeah. had some really good points. So she's kind of grown on me a little bit. I think that kind of helped me like her a little bit more in this. Mm-hmm. I've always just kind of... Like any movie that she was in, I've kind of been like, well, I'll get past it. Like she was in Lost, and it's like she just wasn't my favorite character in Lost. Oh, yeah. I forgot and she was on Lost. Like that. I know, right? Yeah. Crazy. Um, like same, same era. Uh and yeah, so it's like uh, it, it, that's a little bit better, but uh, everybody else, like I, you know, I pretty much dig for the movie. So well, good, good. Uh, well, I'll, I'll tell you that Letty kind of doesn't have a whole lot to do <laughs> in the in the yeah. films, but she does mm. show up in in later movies, and uh, she she has not a lot to do, and then she's like one of the main subjects, and then uh, also yeah. not uh, just kind of there. I'm. I know a little bit about the other films, mm-hmm. like a few things that happen, um, but uh, I, mean, I won't spoil them right here, yeah. but uh, we'll get to it on the show. But um, so I know a little bit in that it's kind of her, her, her story arc is really like winding 
yeah. and interesting. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm, at first, I was glad for the rest of the movies that she, like years ago, whenever they were coming out, I was like, well, at least she's not going to be in this part or whatever. But then, uh, yeah, now that she's grown to me, I'm like, I'm down for that. Mm-hmm. And then um, uh, I, I, uh, Jordana Brewster, um, she's cool. Yeah. She's cool. I'd dig her in the movie. Do you? Mm-hmm. A little bit. Yeah. She's cool. Is that why you're dressed like Jordana Brewster right now? Uh, I wasn't going to say anything, but since you brought it up. I'm wearing a mesh tank top. Yep. Uh, no, she doesn't wear one of those, I guess. Uh, no, but your yeah. sundress looks great. Thank you. I did my hair. <laughs> no, she's, uh, she's attractive. She's a good part of this movie. Yeah. Um, I'm, she doesn't have a lot to do in it, I feel. Uh, there's some parts uh, with like Brian in the car when they're, she finds out that he's a cop and everything. There's there's a few dramatic moments, whatever. But yeah. other than that, it's pretty much just her being like, "Guys, stop fighting!" all the time. Yeah. That's pretty much what she, her role is. Yeah. Uh, so I'm excited to see. You know, I know that um, her role gets kind of expanded with with Brian. I guess I, I feel at least uh, I've known that for the other films, but uh, see where she goes. But uh, yeah, a, a little bit. Yeah, that's the problem with this franchise is they don't give their female characters a lot to do. Mm. There are a lot of like one note characters unfortunately uh, mm-hmm. but you know somebody like michelle rodriguez she's talked about how she wants more like fight scenes which oh yeah i, I like because i feel like she uh like her character can mm-hmm. kick some people's asses and she knocks the guy yeah. out in this movie at, at race wars oh yeah yeah but, i was uh, i the one that stuck out to me i was like yeah she's really intimidating she walks up to girls and she'll just go smells like skinks and they'll just walk away <laughs> They do that yeah, in this film. Yeah. She's really intimidating. Well, she has like Wolverine level sniffing ability. So yeah. she knows. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. She's just looking out for everybody. She's like, guys, you if, you, if you're going to do it, just wrap it up. Okay. Just wrap, wrap it, it up. up. Also, that's all I'm saying. Dom is mine. Yeah. So she pees on him. <laughs> Marks the territory. <laughs> Very power move. Yeah. That's um, good. Oh, I, I do want to mention that the first time I saw this movie again, because I was a dumb 18 year old. Uh, the the Brian is a cop reveal actually surprised me. Um, mm. It didn't like blow me away, but I was just like there there wasn't a whole lot of there weren't like seeds planted ahead of time for uh. me then to kind of piece that together. So once he gets cuffed and then taken to the uh, the stakeout house, um, and then he tells him to to take the cuffs off of him, I was like, whoa, he's a cop, mm. gnarly, cowabunga. Uh. <laughs> I wondered about that. I, I don't remember it enough. I, I feel like when I watched it last week and this and today or whatever, I, uh, you know, knowing it, that he's a cop, like, it kind of changes all of that, that reveal. And I don't remember uh, that reveal anymore, basically, when I first saw it. So oh. um, I feel like that would have been really cool, though. When I was watching it today, I realized, like, yeah, like, up until this point, you don't know. And that's a cool, like, little twist or whatever. But I think it's, like, kind of known. Is, I don't, is it known from, like, the trailers, like, when they promoted or whatever i don't i don't remember that being the case i yeah, think it was interesting or, or it could have been and i just didn't pay enough attention but uh-huh. um i don't know i'd have to go back and rewatch it my yeah i thought it was just like racing stuff essentially racing in uh-huh. action like it was just like a, a yeah. simple 2001 trailer just like here's yeah. the stuff explosions yeah. it's like <laughs> michael bay without being michael bay almost yeah Absolutely, yeah. yeah, and that's that's interesting. I I wondered that that seems like it'd be a cool experience, and it it just it just changes it is what it is. Once you know, you know, and that's fine. But mm-hmm. uh, it would have been cool to kind of like erase my brain a little bit to rewatch this and uh, and get that reveal again and see how it plays out. Because um, it does like that would be like a, a huge you know plot twist yeah. all of a sudden yeah. had you not known. So yeah, it's cool. 
Well, speaking of the opposite of Michael Bay-esque <laughs> scenes, uh, there's uh-huh. a part in this movie where Brian and Dom, they drive mm. to an outdoor cantina, and they share a shrimp basket. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Paul Walker very angrily eats shrimp. Uh, he Now, when he's doing it, you can see him rip <laughs> off the legs and the shell and... Yeah, d- angrily. <laughs> I've never seen anyone angrily dip before. Just angrily dip in, in that sauce. <laughs> talking to Dom, it's like I need to pay for money, and uh, I can pay for my own shrimp. And and Dom is like, I I'm I'm pretty sure he's eating the entire shrimp, including the tail. <laughs> as far as like again, power move. Look, and my wife uh, has lambasted me before because I will do that. Um, it wasn't until I was older that I realized you're not supposed to eat the tail of the shrimp. Uh-huh. Um, I would always, you know, peel off that like hard outer shell, but yeah. otherwise I would just, you know, throw the, the tail and everything in there, you know, it's just crunchy. You know, it's fine. Is that, it's fine. Is that, <laughs> you know, I don't eat, I eat like uh fried shrimp pretty much only. I don't eat mm-hmm. like anything I have to like peel like that. So, yeah. uh, they're already like detailed and deveined and all that stuff, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't even... I, I didn't really know that either, I guess, but uh, someone had told me when I first ate shrimp that way to, to not eat the tail. But I've always been curious, you know, why not? Like, is it dangerous? Is it bad? Is it just crunchy? Yeah. Is it just like you just don't eat it? I think know? it just doesn't digest well. Because um, mm. you're, you're still working on it? Yeah, I'm... Well, yeah, that's why I record from a hospital bed uh, every week. Um, just get some tummy issues. Man, shrimp tail tummy. It's, it's really just collecting down there. It's a... It's... I don't want to get graphic, but it's a mess down there. <laughs> the doctor said they've never seen anything like it. Yeah. It's crazy. They're like, this really could have been avoided. And I was like, mm, I agree to disagree. <laughs> I'm waiting for that fifth opinion. <laughs> so um, the last heist that they do that uh, mm-hmm. that Paul Walker, you know, uh, he's told Mia that he's a cop and, and he's like, let's go find Tom and like, rescue them, whatever, because they're the the truckers are gonna fight back with shotguns. Mm-hmm. Um I remember that that scene before, but uh for some reason this time watching it, whenever uh, his friend like harpoons the seat and he's going across on like the steel line and he gets his arm gets wrapped up in that. Yeah. Um for some reason this time it was like very visceral yes, to watch that. It is, yeah. Right? Yeah. It's pretty fuck. Like they could have been a lot more graphic with it. It just looks kind of bloody. Mm-hmm. But uh, just the idea of like hanging off of a truck and like a steel wires wrapped around your arm, like cutting into every part that it's touching your skin, essentially the entire time. Yeah. And like locking you in there, it was like man, that like really like hit me, and I was like, that's fucking gross. <laughs> uh, and like a pretty cool like way to do this that he like literally can't get off. Yeah. Because it's like a part of him now. Uh, and then like Brian rightfully when they get him off like he's like he's gonna die in like 10 minutes if we don't get him somewhere yeah uh, he's losing like so much blood he was like man this is like legit stakes here you know there's a, a special feature on this that I watched after mm. watching the movie and it actually <laughs> it's about them editing the movie to meet the MPAA PG-13 oh, rating yeah? and they're they don't have like notes of like here if you do this this and this you'll get it down from R to a PG-13. So they just have to guess and then resubmit it, which mm. seems like an insane process, but that's what <laughs> filmmakers have to go through. is fucking insane. But yeah. they're actually editing that portion of it. And during mm. that, they're like, well, if we take you know a few frames out of this, you won't be able to see that wire go down to the bone. So <laughs> like, I guess in the reality of this movie, it was that's man. how intense it was. But yes, man, see? it's just yeah. like 
so like bloody and wrapped up and everything. Uh-huh. But somehow when Brian gets on the the vehicle, he's just like, "Here, let me get that for you." It's just like <laughs> takes it right off there. No, no problems at all. I I do like his plan better. He's like, "Mia, take the wheel. I'm gonna jump over here." Mm-hmm. I was like, at least in action movies, I get that. But before that, Dom is trying to rescue him by just sticking his arm out the window. Yes, yeah, I made a note <laughs> about on. that. Yeah, it's like, grab on. It's like, what? So I can jump off and then get trampled under your fucking back tire? What kind of plan is this? How is or this? Or get dragged along the concrete <laughs> like 80 miles an hour? Like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, this is not a plan, I Dom. Don't, I don't know what this plan is. Uh, maybe just like work better at untangling yourself yeah. and then jump over on top of my car. Yeah, it was just like, oh man, I don't know what they were going for. Um, yeah. Also, uh, so funny. leading up to that, uh, when it's at nighttime and uh, Brian and me are on the way there, uh, Brian has to call in. And this is the first time we hear him name drop his actual last name of O'Connor. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's talking to the dispatcher, and they need the phone number to track uh, Dom's cell phone number. And so he hands the phone to Mia, and she gives the phone number, but it's like an area code, then 555, and then four other numbers. And it's like, why? Why Why? Why? Why do we have to, to call attention to this 555 number? I know it's like yeah. an imaginary thing, but mm-hmm. like, first of all, let's just pick a random one. Let's just say, hey, from now on, it's going to be 324 is going to be the thing, and Nobody has a three two four number. We're just gonna use it for a, like a dumb number, but right. it doesn't stand mm-hmm. stand out as much or whatever. But five 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 is just so apparent that it's a fake number. Also, they didn't even mm-hmm. have to show it on on screen. He could have just handed the phone to her. She looks at him like kind of cautiously, and then they cut. And then when they eventually yeah. show up, you have the same effect. It's like, oh, she did it or whatever, you know. I we've never talked about the five 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 number, have we? No. So I, I, I go back and forth on this. Sometimes it doesn't bother me, and sometimes it does because it, it makes you think it's a movie, right? Like it yeah. pulls you out a little yeah. bit. But I'm, I'm, I've always been basically like I don't know what other numbers are out there that would be available. Like um, You have your ones. That is the one. You have your twos. <laughs> you have your threes. You have your fours. Like, We've already got five. And then you have your six, sevens, eights, and nines. And a zero. Thank you. Yeah. Well, it makes more sense then, I guess. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> no, but it's like they chose 555 for movies or whatever, but it could be whatever, and it may, it would be less uh, noticeable. Mm-hmm. But you're, I think an easy solution would be, why doesn't the studio just buy a phone with that number yeah. and put that number in, and then when you if you call it, it's like advertising for the movie. Yeah. So you don't Thanks bother you. anybody. Yeah. And it's a real number yeah. and it sounds legit and then it works for you still on the back end, you know. It seems like, like it would be like seems... an extra marketing thing, you know. Also yeah, exactly. like Yeah. Have you ever called a, a phone number from a movie? Uh I've never tried actually, no. Okay. I don't like, think so. What are the what are the odds it's going to happen? Like Oh, sure. Like it's like by the time I it's not like I, I walked out of this movie and was like Wait, what was that phone number? I gotta call this. <laughs> I wonder who that is. I, okay, I get your point. I, I would say I have thought about it, but I've never cared enough to. But I, I would be like, you know, like eight six seven five three zero nine. People like still complain about that yeah. online about having an area code and having that number and having to change it. Um, so I think there's something to be said about trying not to get some like I don't know who is doing it I guess, but I think some people are doing that. Yeah. Uh, 
but yeah, I don't, maybe not enough to make it warrant that we have to do like a fake number every time. It's so noticeable. So well, in this case, she actually gives like the area code first. Uh-huh. So area code then five five five. So yeah. if it's gonna be that specific, yeah. I think you'd be clear for any of the other ones. Should you know? be easy enough. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, and make it a real number and it's advertising and guys, studios. We just made you money. Please give us money in return. You're welcome. And uh, we'll all live happily ever after. Are you listening, Universal? Are you even mm-hmm. hearing the words that are coming out of my mm-hmm. mouth? Whoa. That was unexpected. Yeah. Crossover. Hey. Rush Hour. So, Fast and Furious. <laughs> uh, also, uh, we have to talk about the uh, Jesse, who... <laughs> Who is uh, an interesting character. He's like this squirrely little kid who, you know, works on cars. And he's very smart at certain things, mm-hmm. but he talks about like having like ADD or something. Yeah, he's um, he's their Donatello. Yeah, there mm-hmm. you go. Yeah. yeah, he could be part of the, the super group. Yeah. Um, well, he can't because he dies. <gasps> and that's what I want to talk about. It's so yeah. sad. Yeah. Because uh, he's like the, the little guy of the group. Everybody's looking out for or whatever. Yeah. And he makes a mistake putting his car on the line and then fucking just takes off from Race Wars. And, uh, I, again, like the plot, I like this. It, it made me think of like an eighties movie, like how it all plays out where mm-hmm. like, um, Paul Walker is trying to stop Vin Diesel from leaving and, uh, Jesse shows up and then the guys come by on motorcycles and do like the, the drive by and then they go chase them. Like it felt yeah. very like fun, uh, old school action movie. And I really, yeah. really dug it. Uh, but man, that scene packs a punch though too. That's fucking sad. Yeah. When he dies. Oh, Dom. Dom, I messed up bad, man. I really messed up. <laughs> and then all of their collective spidey senses go off uh, yeah, at the same time. And they all just kind of turn and look. And there's Billy Tran and Snake Pants coming down the street. <laughs> other crotch rockets. just firing. And um, on, on the... I want that to be his name in the credits. Snake Pants. <laughs> Snake Pants. <laughs> um, as, as that chase is going on, because both of them are on motorcycles. And I believe it's Snake Pants that's yeah. the, the one that's closest to... Brian, when Brian's uh-huh. giving pursuit, um, <laughs> whenever he like turns around and fires his gun behind him with the like giant mm-hmm. silencer on it, by the way, I think that's mm-hmm. what it is. But like yeah, whenever he has his arm behind him, he like windmills his arm. So he's like shooting at everything but like <laughs> center mass of the vehicle, you know? He's like hitting every, he's like hitting other vehicles <laughs> on the side of the road, hitting uh-huh. sides of, of uh, buildings and houses and everything. Uh, Paul Walker's car, eh, mostly okay. It's fine. Yep. <laughs> but they got to keep going, man. You got to have that chase. Yeah, you got to do uh, it. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's fun. It's it's uh it's an exciting little thing. Um, yeah. I think one guy goes off like a, a a little like hill thing and like crashes his bike, and another yeah, guy like, Vin Diesel shows up out of nowhere yeah. and hits him with the back of his car and and knocks yeah, him over there. Yeah, yeah. And we think he's dead, but then the guy moves around. He's like, oh, owie. Yeah. <laughs> Another 80-yard line, yeah. but it, it's good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> NBAA, um, you got to make sure he's okay, you know? <laughs> Guy's not dead. It's totally fine. Yeah. Didn't see an on-screen death. Um, yeah, and then uh, the other guy, like Brian, is around or whatever. Like, uh, I don't know. He, Billy Tran, yeah. Yeah, if he kills him or just knocks him out or whatever. I, I don't know if they make a, a reappearance, those characters. Uh, I'm, that's yeah. one of the things I'll say. I'm, I'm curious to see uh, for the rest of the films. I don't know which characters come back mm-hmm. or, or when. Because the franchise is so winding about when people show up again, so yeah, um, like the rest of the the crew, um, if they show up, like Vince and uh, the other guy, I don't know his name, um, that that's in their group, whatever. Oh, the guy with the beard. 
Yeah, like they well, I again. guess both of them have a beard, but uh, yeah, I think yeah, but the other guy, I mean, yeah, uh, the, the guy with the longer hair and the, oh wait, uh, uh, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Vince, Vince eventually shows back up. Okay, there you uh, go. I don't know about the other guy though. Yeah, know. well, like so, because Jesse, I I think it's so sad he dies because um, I wonder what he would have been in the franchise. I think that the way it went, it would have been a kind of a weird character, maybe. Yeah. To include thereon, but. Um, but I, you know, I, I liked him, so, yeah. Um, yeah, I thought that was sad, and then uh, it's kind of a good, uh, it, again, for the plot, it propels the plot forward, and yeah. I like how the rest of it plays out, where Dom is still trying to get away, Yeah. and he kind of, like, he, you know, avenges his friend, who was just killed, I guess, by knocking a guy off into uh, a hill. I thought done. that was weird, he yeah, didn't done. Like, kill him. He did it. That's it. Yep. Dead. Uh, He's like, vengeance is mine. Yeah. And then showing up at that, you know, they're doing the, the last race on the quarter track that mm-hmm. Dom did in high school or whatever, and the yeah. train tracks are like a quarter mile away. Yeah. Uh, it's cool. It's, it's, it's a cool set piece, how it all ends up. And, uh, and then, yeah, I like how this movie ends where they race and get past the train, and then he fucking hits a semi-truck and flips his car. <laughs> and I, I dig the whole ending, though. Like, I liked this whenever he's like, helps him out of the car. And for one... The fact that Vin Diesel just walks away is uh, insane. Like that's, yeah. I think this is, this movie uh, shows a lot of those things that are just like it makes no sense and like it's gonna get crazier and crazier as the series goes on. Mm-hmm. But uh, but I dig this movie when it ends because Brian hands out his keys and and he's like I owe ten second car and it's like a, a cool cool way to end it. Yeah, and it ties back into earlier in the film where Vin says you owe me a ten second car and mm-hmm. Brian brings him like a beat up. Uh, car in a trailer yeah. later in the movie and we think that's it but then this kind of ties back and wraps it all up in a uh, an oil stained bow <laughs> yeah i uh actually kind of it could have gone either way it could have been like dom is like uh hand you know hold out his hand and he's like mm, that's uh it's my car i'm gonna need that to get away <laughs> what if there was like an alternate version of this ending where <laughs> yeah. like he he hands uh, Vin Diesel the keys or he hands Dom the keys and Dom he just kind of silently takes it and walks off and then like <laughs> he takes like eight steps and then he just fucking collapses <laughs> he's like oh well okay I uh, I tried my hands are he, clean he, he probably needs to go to the hospital though <laughs> <laughs> he was in a horrible accident <laughs> yeah so uh, did you have any other points about the movie I kind of just went to the end I there. do I do. Yeah, one please. final point. So I know yeah. we're running a little bit long here, but I, no, I do good. want to say one of my pop culture fantasies has been to oh. rewatch a movie that I've already seen before, which is part of the rewatching thing. I don't know why I decided <laughs> I need to go back to that. But yeah, to rewatch a movie um, that I've seen a million times and discover uh-huh. there's an after credit scene to this. Oh, did you just discover I this? I just discovered this last night. Crazy. So, yeah, like I said, when I was younger, there there were credits, so we got up and left the theater and, and called uh-huh. it a day. And uh, it wasn't until, like, the Marvel movies came out that I really started kind of watching movies. You know, once it gets to mm-hmm. the credits, I'll scrub through to the end just to see if there's anything out there because what are the chances it's going to happen? Uh, it happened with this movie, and uh, <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? There's a thing. I, 18 years, I've loved this movie. And yeah. I never knew it had an after credits scene. Um, did you watch it? Did, did you have a chance to, to check it out? Yes, I watched it. And uh, you had texted me to make sure that I saw it. I didn't realize you had just found out about it. But um, 
I feel like I have a little inkling that I had heard there was an after credit scene that I didn't remember ever seeing. Mm-hmm. And when I watched it, I don't remember ever seeing this before. Yeah. So yeah, I'm with you. Like who, who would have known? Like yeah. what percentage of people have never seen this? this is a, really this episode of this show is like a public service announcement. There, there is an go. after credit scene yep. to the fast and the furious from 2001. Oh. Get out there, watch this movie and then go vote in 2020. I think it all, oh, wow. it all ties together. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Go vote everybody. So, in this post credit scene, again, spoilers if you've never seen it, because you probably haven't, because why would you? Um, but earlier in the movie, Vin tells uh, Letty, his girlfriend, that he imagines the two of them going to Baja, Mexico, and just chilling out on a beach somewhere. So this post credit scene picks up with a sunrise coming up over the beaches of Baja, Mexico, and uh, Dom is driving his his car through the... Um, the desert or, or whatever, uh, mm-hmm. the landscape there. And there's a voiceover that um, I think is not lifted directly from the movie, but he just mm. uh, does additional voiceover of the same lines from early in the movie. Yeah. But he says, I live my life a quarter mile at a time. Nothing else matters. When those 10 seconds are less, I'm free. And then that's it. Like it's yeah. like a, a short, like Simple. 40 seconds or something like that. But, um, yeah, yeah, it I, shows I, he got away though. Yeah, it shows that he he's yeah. out there living his best Dom life, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I want to live my best Dom life. <laughs> so <laughs> evidently, he like is in Mexico for uh, two additional films, and uh, yeah. perhaps comes back for the okay, fourth yeah. movie again, third in the the canon. Um, yeah. But uh, I I do want to touch on the I live my life a quarter mile at a time line. Mm-hmm. Um, and even though it's cheesy, I really like that like sentiment uh, behind it, uh-huh. where it's just like, you know, I uh, it, everything else goes to the wayside. So everything like work, you know, my love yeah. life, everything else for this ten second period of time, I'm in the zone. I'm doing what I fucking love to do, and mm-hmm. I'm free. This is this is what I live for essentially. I just like that idea behind it. Yeah, sure. Um, but the quarter miles in this movie last for close to seven years <laughs> so they are, are an infinite amount of time so i brought that up to amanda because um i know one of the movies that uh, is later in the series there's like a runway chase where they're trying to get on a plane or stop a plane or something like that mm-hmm. and i had heard about it because everybody was like making fun of it i think like uh, uh maybe honest trailers or something like that one of those like about the movies and i'd heard about it everywhere that they uh they're like this runway is like six miles long or whatever like it's like <laughs> yeah. ridiculously like the scene goes on for forever yeah. when the plane should have taken off you know and i had heard about that even though i haven't seen it yet and then uh when they do their first race they're in the, that warehouse area and they all go out to the streets of la and they're doing that race that first one um i was like it goes on forever there are so many cars lined on that street it would be miles and I was like, how on earth would cops not know about this? Uh, and it's so ridiculous. But it's like that's part of the fun that you, like, you want to see them pass all these people and like all these other cool cars that are there or whatever. But they make it seem like it's forever. Well, it's funny because like the uh, the other bearded guy that we were talking about earlier, he's on the walkie-talkie and he has a police scanner. <laughs> and he hears yeah. on the police scanner, uh, or is a 187 and whatever. And like I, I believe from what I know of California rap songs, 187 is a murder. <laughs> He's like, hey, don't worry. Somebody just got murdered. Our our dumb street race thing can continue. And the pizza guy shows up and he's like, get another route, pizza boy. Like, don't be rude. 
Maybe he has extra pizzas yeah. if you're hungry. You never know. You could have made a deal out of that and yeah. been like, do you want to watch our race? This will be fun. Yeah. Do you like cars? These are fast cars. <laughs> you didn't have to be like a dick about it. Some of them are furious even. Yeah, there you go. Um, so uh, I have some thoughts that I want to say about what I expect for the rest of the franchise. Ooh, but do you have exciting. Yeah, do you have anything else you want to wrap up about the movie, though? No, no. Feel free to uh, to, to give okay. out your, your thoughts. <laughs> okay, so again, I only know a little bit of the second movie. I feel like I might have seen it the full, like the whole way, uh, the whole thing, whatever, years ago, but mm-hmm. I don't really recall. I don't know that I've ever finished it. I don't remember it. Okay. Uh, I know Tyrese is in it, right? Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Paul Walker. Yeah. Uh, and that's really all I remember. Yeah. So, uh, and then the third one, I, uh, I'm curious to see what it has, but, uh, since it doesn't play into the plot, I'm more about the plot of this. I'm kind of curious to see, like you've said, like four a little bit, but I guess five on yeah. seeing how it all plays out. But, um, for, for one thing I've heard about this series, uh, is that every movie is fun because, um, they kind of try out a different genre. So at least later on, like I've heard people say that like some of them are like superhero movies, <laughs> that they do like amazing feats. Yeah. And so, uh, and some, I've heard other things too, I guess, like that they are, uh, they do like a straight action movie, but they do like superhero and they do, I don't remember what else there is. Like people just said like, it's kind of like they're trying out other things and like crazier and crazier as they go through. But I'm trying to imagine this sort of as a superhero franchise now. And uh, with that, Brent, I'd like to invite you along for this journey that I'm going to try to watch it in that mindset, uh-huh. at least in the back of my mind. Because, number one, what have we established? This has an after credit scene. Yes. We didn't know about it, but before superhero movies were really doing that so much, before the MCU, mm-hmm. this started that, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. You mentioned that they all have Spidey sense. Yep. So that drive-by about to happen, mm-hmm. right? There you go. That's one thing. Seems a little little weird. And then I've heard, like, you know, this the series does get crazy that they do things that they essentially fly, that they, uh, like, transfer cars midair, uh, and- stuff like that. They eventually fight a submarine, <laughs> which is an insane <laughs> sentence, but it is true. <laughs> there you go. So uh, I'm kind of, and I'm watching this in one lens of, you know, a new adventure of stuff mm-hmm. that I uh, wasn't that excited about by myself, but my, you know, best friend and my podcast is, uh, you know, reviewing this and stuff uh, and, and kind of that lens. And on, on another lens, I'm just watching them as movies and just seeing what I think of them. And then sure. uh, a third one, at least I'm watching them as like superhero movies and see where that goes. So I'm, well, I'm excited to see uh, what I think of it. Yeah, and similar to the MCU, there are characters that are that show up in 2, 3, and 4 that all mm. come together with the original there main cast go. in 5, and it is fucking awesome. Plus, there you go. The Rock shows up there, and mm-hmm. holy shit, it's just... Is that when it gets, shit is, gets good? That's it. <laughs> that's it. Awesome. So I'm excited. Um the only other thought I wanted to mention now, and I, I might uh, bring this back up as we get through the rest of the series, uh, that I'm curious about. Um, since you said like you know two and three are kind of not as good, and they don't take place in the same like all the same characters, like mainly around Ben Diesel, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, in that aspect. Um, there was one part in this movie that I was watching it. It was whenever um, they they fix that car that Brian brings to Dom for his 10 second car, and they fix it up for the first time, and they're driving it around for the first time. And they meet that like Ferrari, that guy in the Ferrari, <laughs> yeah. and they race him. And then they go, which is a weird race. Um, and then they go uh, stop at that place and they eat their shrimp basket together, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's so yep. like it's like a bro scene, right? It's like a, a scene where they're like yeah. connecting. 
And, uh, and so I had a thought during that um, that I was like, what if this was like more of a flashback movie? So I'm kind of curious to make a, uh, a version in my head of a, like you said, like the fourth movie actually takes place before the third one. So it already has a weird canon and everything. Yeah. So I was like, what if you ignored two and three? And I'm wondering at what point, like if you watched uh, four and then maybe you watched one, and then went back to the rest of it. Like, I wonder if it would work as a, here's how these guys are, and you kind of meet them later in life, but oh, okay. flashback, and how did they meet? Yeah. And I'm just curious as an experiment if that would work at all, like if you could kind of edit it in that way okay. uh, to see how that plays out. So, uh, yeah, throwing that out there now so that if anybody else wants to watch along or you want to watch along yep. with that in mind of, like, where it could fit in. Uh, but, yeah, I had that kind of thought during this, and I'm kind of curious as an experiment to see where that goes. So mm, this is This is going to be good. Or bad. I, I'm excited, man. I'm excited for this series. I've never yeah. been excited for this series, but I am now. And, yeah. Uh, it sounds like a lot of fun. So yeah. So I'm down for the ride. I think as long as you go in with the mindset that it's just big, dumb action movies, you know, from here on yeah. out, then then you're uh-huh. you're golden. So. Absolutely. All right. Well, uh, let's let's go ahead and wrap this bad boy up. All right. Um, so please rate and review us on your favorite podcast app. If you have a show suggestion, question, comment. You want to do a show selfie or show that you're listening to the podcast or a pop culture combat contender or, you know, anything else you want us to discuss, please hit us up by emailing us at let's talk about stuff podcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at LTAS pod. You can follow Steven on Letterboxd and Twitter at Steven Fisher 22. And you can follow me on Twitter at Brent Hibbert. Uh, also on Instagram, uh, I just stopped reading words at a certain point. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's that's where you can find us. What's awesome is I blanked out during that because I have heard this so many times, and then but something sounded off, <laughs> and I it perked my ears up a little bit, and then you corrected yourself right away, and I was like, "Yep, he did skip that." Off. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Well, Stephen, what are we doing next week? Nothing. Yay. <laughs> we're skipping out of town, bitch. Yeah, yeah. We. Uh, guys, we're, I don't know. We're not doing. That. Look, we're we're taking a week off. Um, yeah. We've done four consecutive shows this year. You know what? We're tired. Okay. <laughs> we, need, we need a break. <laughs> That's a lot. <laughs> but uh, no, we, we've got some uh, some uh, some stuff that we have going on in, in real life, but that's okay. We're going to take a week off. Not a big deal. Just go back and listen to an old episode or, you know, just find some new podcast to listen to and uh, stop listening to our show, uh, which seems to be the case. But, you know Brett, what? No, that's not good marketing, man. Don't huh? do that. Is that not good? No, 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 no. Okay. They should just listen to this episode again. You know, fair enough. Uh, tell you yeah. what, if you want to let us know what you think about the show, just simply dial 918-555-1234 and uh, leave a voicemail. And, yeah, uh, please. Yeah. Much appreciated. <laughs> um, and then, um, yeah, so so we're not doing a show next week, but in two weeks, we're going to do both Too Fast, Too Furious and the Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift and... We're going to have a, a debate about which is the superior movie between these two, okay? Mm, okay. Um, and uh, we're going to have a guest host on, uh, our listener from California, um, probably part of the Race Wars organization. Oh, gotta be. One Mr. Daniel Sanchez is going to join us to talk about these two movies. I prefer Too Fast, Too Furious. He prefers Tokyo Drift. Mm. Um, I think Tokyo Drift is pretty high on his FNF uh-huh. list. Um not, not for me. <laughs> not for me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm curious to have this conversation because uh, yeah. my buddy James uh, here in Houston, his favorite of the series is Tokyo Drift. So, uh, wow. I'm, I'm, I, I know. I'm interested to see uh, why, I yeah. guess, you know? So, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I've never seen that one. So, 
uh, talking to a big fan of it is going to be interesting. And then talking to you and your feelings about the two of these. So you're, you're going to end up being the tiebreaker um, because I, 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 I don't <laughs> I don't feel like I'm going to come around to switching. I, I may end up liking Tokyo Drift maybe a little bit better. Uh-huh. Could hate it even more. Who knows? But I don't yeah. feel like it's going to top too fast, too furious for me. But uh, yeah. yeah. So and then same thing for for Daniel. I think he's probably uh, set in his ways as well. So uh, mm-hmm. so yeah, it's all up to you, Stephen. The podcast right. <laughs> rests on your shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. I'm very excited for that. Uh, sucks we're going to have to skip week, skip week but uh, it'll be nice to have a little bit of a break, too. So uh, we'll see you guys in two weeks. And until next time, I'm Steven. I'm Mark Sinclair. <laughs> and I'm Brent. And let's talk later. Bye. Okay, I've got an idea for a sync word. I don't know if it's oh, going to okay. be good, mm-hmm. but... Uh, <laughs> it's a good start. Uh, the, my idea for the sync word is... <laughs> is... Monica! <laughs> I like it, okay. <clears throat> so it'll kind of go off the mic a little bit. Right, right. As you're driving by. Right, yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. <clears throat> All right. So your best Ja Rule pre-Fire Festival impression. Yeah. All right. But certainly it's on his mind. You can tell. Like when you're watching yeah. the movie, you're like, he's he's thinking about this. He's, yeah. It's <laughs> he, yeah. He knows what he's doing. <laughs> that motherfucker. All right. So uh, Monica on three. One, two, three. Monica! Monica! That should be fun. And, you know, she never introduces herself by that name. We're just mm. supposed to assume that he knows her and everything. Mm. Um, but my my idea is he was just like, the the director said, go ahead and just shout the name of your favorite friend's character. Oh, yeah, sure. Like, Monica! <laughs> they tried a few takes with Chandler. It didn't work yeah, out. Yeah, it, didn't, it didn't, didn't quite work out. <laughs> And they were like, well, we, we met like one of the girls, though. Yeah. Because it is a girl you're looking at. Yeah. So you should probably do one of those. And he's like, but Chandler's my favorite. Yeah. Obviously. And also, like, there's a female Chandler uh, when Phoebe yes. has her baby. Yeah. So it's it's it works. Chandler's right. a girl! <laughs> Chandler's a girl. Chandler's a girl. Okay, stop saying it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's funny. <clears throat> can you hear me? I can, yeah. Uh, the sound cut out in the middle of whatever you're saying, but I tried to just let it go. I can't hear oh. you now. Oh, you can't? Mm-mm. Cool. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I just try to nod and, and laugh along, but I have no idea. I'm so sorry. Um, uh, I don't know. Let me try. Try saying something. Assess the asses. Damn it. Nothing. No. <laughs> um... I guess I'll try to call you back. <laughs> okay. All right. Cool. <laughs> to get out of the jinx of mm. the Monica sync word, let's just go with a simple NOS. Okay. Mm-hmm. Easy. We'll keep it clean. Computer will yeah, be like, keep, yeah. Keep it clean. You know? Nice. Yeah. We just, hey. <laughs>
computer. Hey, Max, we're we're all friends here. Yeah. Okay. We're all just trying to put out the best podcast we're capable of, mm-hmm. which is mediocre, <laughs> and just move on with our lives. Okay. So let's all be friends. <laughs> Please. All right. Yeah. All right. So sync with Nas on three. One, two, three. Nas, Nas son. <laughs> Brett, don't jinx it, man. Oh, shit. Do not jinx it. <laughs> Tempting fate. I live my life a quarter mile at a time. Nothing else matters. For those 10 seconds or less, I'm free. Pop the trunk. <laughs>